0: What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Fortis Worldwide. I'm your host, Nate Roboto and today I'm bringing you guys an awesome episode talking about strength training for 40s and older, all right? So strength training changes a little bit as you get into those 40s, and I have quite a bit of experience working with athletes um, that are 40 and up, and just wanted to share with you a little bit of that experience and things that have worked, things that haven't worked. And then also share a story for, from um, one of my good friends and business partner who owns Fortis with me and Liz, uh, Joel. So, we're going to be talking about his story um, and the progress that he's made over the past few years. Before we get started, want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Trash Panda Tactical. Trash Panda Tactical always coming through with the coolest bullet pens available, um, and it basically makes bullet pens out of 308 shells, recycles them, and creates pretty cool pens, a bunch of other stuff on his website as well, and he's got some new things in the works, so make sure you guys head to his website, com. click the subscribe button, put your email in there, and then you're going to get notified whenever he drops uh, cool new things and apparel and things like that. So, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the podcast today, you guys, and... Today we're talking about, like I said, strength training, um, you know, once you get kind of in your 40s, like later 30s and up because it is different. So let's just face it. It is different. Um, As you get a little bit older, you recover a little slower. Um, You are going to be uh, like the outside things that you do um, not in the gym are going to take a lot more direct impact into, you know, what you're able to achieve um and also just with going along with like the recovery, you got to be more a little bit more cognizant of the overall training volume. So you can't just you know, train crazy insane and hard like you may have used to be able to uh because your body simply is not going to be able to recover from that. So today we're just going to be talking about some tips and tricks to make sure that you guys are making progress if You are in that age bracket, we'll just say 40 and up, for the purpose of today's podcast and discuss some strategies to help you guys out. And we're also going to talk a little bit about um, my good friend, like I said earlier, and business partner, Joel, um, and kind of his journey and the progress that we've been able to uh, make with him over the past few years, uh, where he's building strength and losing weight. Um, So, yeah, so we'll probably... Go ahead and jump right in and talk a little bit about that, and then we can kind of discuss like strategies just as I talk about his story. Uh, So for those of you guys that don't know, Joel is uh, owner of the gym with us, and he is awesome. Uh, He's been coaching for a long time, Uh, long before probably I started working out, to be honest. Uh, But he's been coaching and working out for a long, long time. And back when we bought the gym from the previous owners, he had taken kind of a little bit of a break uh, from working out and kind of was just eating whatever, drinking whatever, like just kind of doing whatever, you know what I mean? Not, not too much working out. I don't think he was working out at all. Um, And after, so, you know, after we bought the gym, I kind of reached out to him. I was like, Hey man, like, you know, since we just bought the gym, like we want to, make sure you're involved as well since you're part owner and, you know, be an active part of our community. And we just discussed like just coming back and kind of working out a little bit. And at this point he was, I was just talking to them before this to verify this info, but he was weighing about 230 pounds. Like I said, uh, you know, sleep, nutrition, workouts, just out the window, just doing whatever, not paying attention to any of that, but he was about 230 pounds. And, you know, we first, started back working out and, you know, at first my goal for him was just to have fun in the gym again and build some good, uh, experiences in, in Fortis in the, in the new gym. And, uh, you know, cause I think, and I think that goes to show that, you know, having fun when you're working out is very important. And I think often underrated, like, of course there's going to be some training sessions where it's just real rough. But, you know, enjoying yourself and, you know, making sure you're sticking with a program that challenges you both mentally and physically where you're like, all right, yeah, let's come back for more, I think is very, very important. And I think a lot of people overlook that and don't understand that, like, in the beginning, I would say is the most important that people are having fun working out uh, because they're going to want to come back and do it again. And then as you progress naturally, you know what I mean? Like I said, uh, Bulgarian split squats, I know, are not too fun. This has, been, uh, this has been relayed to me as our strength athletes and our powerlifters move into their next block, and they saw uh, Bulgarian split squats again. So, you know, those are not fun. But at this point, you've had enough fun times at the gym, you're like, ah, you know what? I could, do this. I could do some Bulgarian split squats. So, yeah, so when Joel first started back, that was my main goal for him. I just wanted to have fun um, and kind of get back into the gym, get back to the swing of things. When he first started back, just to go over some numbers, because let's be real – Numbers are the best evidence because they are unequivocal. Um, so you have, he was 230 pounds and squat. He was like maybe squatting 265 for an ugly two with a lot of pain and like, you know, potentially not all the way to like depth or powerlifting standards. Bench press, we can't really remember. I think it was around like 225, probably a little lower, to be honest, when we first started back training and his deadlift uh, was below 300, all right? Uh, so those are kind of his starting numbers. And Joel also has a spinal fusion from previous injury. Um, so that's something else to keep into consideration while we're talking about his story. And uh, just more of another layer of communication between him and me, because obviously I don't have a spinal fusion. So it's just a lot of back and forth um, where he... Gives me feedback on you know this exercise or that exercise, and then I can work around it or add more uh, depending on what he says. So that was the starting point. Like I said in the beginning, we just wanted to have fun, and then you know we kind of uh, hit the ground running. He's having a good time training, making some strength gains, and then we started. I think at first we were just working out. I want to say three times a week. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And now, um, and that's brings me to the next point, which is kind of mitigating like the amount of volume that you're taking on once you're in your, uh, forties and up. So he still just trains four days a week and has made great progress as I will share later his results and progress over the past three years, uh, pretty amazing progress. And like I said, trains four days a week. I don't think he's trained five days a week. Literally once in the past, like, I don't, I, he's just stuck to four because he, and you know, the thing is, is it starts with him. He's like, you know, Nate, like, I'm not, I don't think I can, you know, do the five day a week thing. And like, I'm not sure my body can do it and like m- commit to that. So I'm like, all right, no problem. So I just make sure that he has four very specifically designed workouts. Um, And, you know, obviously being a powerlifter and competing in powerlifting meets. His, you know, main three lifts need to be hit at least once per, per week. Um, and then we usually hit bench again as well. So we'll usually hit uh, squat day, bench day, deadlift day, and usually a secondary bench. Sometimes I throw in squats depending on the block. Um, so that way he gets enough volume. But point being, he's only training four days a week. And he has improved, like, dramatically in the past three years. So, the four day a week thing is really like just an example of mitigating like I said like uh the volume and like increasing his ability to recover so instead of five or six days a week, now he's got three days to just chill and recover and work on hydration and then get back to training and that's worked really well for Joel um like I said, he's always done four days. Uh, even coming up into meet time, and it's worked just fine. Uh, in the beginning, we did have to work on a lot of building like a strong base, especially with his deadlift. So, for those of you guys that don't know, he has like I said earlier a spinal fusion um, in his lower back, and that was preventing him at the time. I think it was a little bit of a combination of his weight and uh, his you know spinal fusion in his back but we're preventing him from like deadlifting from the floor really. So he couldn't really get in a good position, safe position to deadlift from the floor. So in the beginning, and this is just another example of just, you got to be think outside of the box, be a little, uh, creative sometimes. So instead of me being like, Oh, well, no deadlifts happened from the floor. I was like, all right, man, no problem. Like basically I had him deadlift off of, uh, off a rack. So I basically, we started where he was like comfortable and I slowly, slowly, slowly moved him down until he was literally like, he would grab it off like the lowest, like peg in the rack and then basically touch the ground. Like he was almost there. And then, uh, I think I put plates down and then we finally just did it from the floor. And I think that whole process honestly took a few months, I want to say. And you know, he was just patient the whole time, did the work, like I'd put it in there and did the work. And slowly but surely, we got him down to the floor. And now, like I said before, he was deadlifting, like, literally less than 300 pounds. Now he is chasing down 500 uh, and is well into the fours. I think his highest pull right now is 440, I want to say, at 198 body weight. Um, And so, I mean, that's dramatic improvement in just, it's almost 200 pounds, of improvement in just three years, um, and again, for someone who's forty and up, so that's just a great example of like how we've been able to kind of work around maybe some different things going on and get, still get him to make progress um, Some of the other things, so like kind of where he's at now today is he's steady in the 190s, so he's comfortable probably like 195, 196 most days, um, down from 230. His squat, um, he's right now chasing down a 400-pound squat, and I believe today we're going for a 375 squat, so that's going to be fun. Um, Getting closer and closer to that 400-pound squat bench, chasing down 300, very close uh, to a 300-pound pause bench, no less. Um, And then deadlift, like I said, we went from below three like probably like 265 275 uh all the way up to like i said 440 and he's done a few workouts with 400 plus for reps so definitely coming in hot towards that 500 pound goal and like i said it's been over the past three years and really a lot of the stuff so you know what has he changed outside of the gym um and that's what we're going to talk about next is like you know It's my job to make sure that he's got the proper amount of volume. It's not too much where he can't recover and he's got the exercise he needs to make progress, um, working around his, uh, prior injuries. And after we do that, it's up to him to really take control of that stuff outside of the gym. Cause let's be real. Like I, you know, you come and work out at the gym. Like I see you for an hour, maybe two hours, barbell people, who knows, three to five hours. But point being, it's not that much of your day, right? So uh, you still got a lot more hours in the day. Um, probably your 20 to 23 hours where you're solo. And if you're just not doing anything, it's going to be very difficult for your body to make that progress. Uh, so Joel took it upon himself to get his diet and nutrition and sleep uh, dialed back in, and i'd say now he's like at a comfortable kind of like eighty twenty which is similar to me and Liz where you know eighty percent of the week is like uh good quality meals and just focusing on like clean protein um clean carbs, and then you know on the weekends maybe you have a little like cheap meal here and there um have a few drinks here and there, but it's not all the time every day or whenever I want you know what I mean and the point being he's still able to enjoy his life, he's not like you know living in some like oh my gosh, you eat this at this time and this at that time, and it's down to this gram like i don't think i'm gonna I don't think he measures food at all, so that's just off like you know portions and good quality food, good whole food, and doing it like I said the solid eighty percent of the time, and then twenty percent just enjoy life and have fun um I know also he's taken a much greater like understanding and effort towards improving his hydration so that's something that i'm big on is making sure you're hydrated making sure you got enough electrolytes in your body so that your body can actually uh you know absorb the water and use that to its benefit and joel does a lot of that as well make sure that he's staying hydrated and gets good sleep And like I said, the results are there. He's uh, made some amazing progress over the past three years. And we have a lot of other athletes that have done so as well. I just wanted to use Joel just kind of as a example. But, you know, we have a lot of other athletes in our gym uh, that powerlift and that are in our fit class that have made some great strength gains um, by, like I said, just making sure they're not going like too crazy hard all the time. And by making sure they're dialing in all those other factors outside of the gym to make sure they're optimized, uh, for recovery and for improving that strength. So, um, so yeah, so that's really what I want to talk about today. Um, making sure just kind of want to leave you guys with this, making sure that being a, you know, athlete seeking strength, then, you know, you're 40 and older, Making sure that you have all of your ducks in a row outside of the gym is going to greatly improve your progress and your results inside of the gym. When you're inside of the gym, making sure you're communicating with your coach so that way they know like, hey, you know what, like I'm just trash from this. Uh, oftentimes, you know, if they're actually like working out with you, they can see they'll be able to uh, tell you that or, you know, at least we will be um, here but they're going to make sure that you're not going too crazy hard. So your body can recover from the volume and yeah, just, they're going to be a good team effort to make sure you guys are making progress. And if you are not yet a Fortis member and you're interested in trying this out, but you're like, I don't know if I could do it. Like I'm getting older. We definitely can help you out. Um, we have the experience, we have the expertise and we would love to talk with you. So, Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Um, We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We are on there. So hit the subscribe button and we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Force Worldwide. Peace.